Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future, if it's happening in the Challenge universe, and we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Holliball. Thank you so very much for being here with us today on another beautiful Tuesday, one of the most exciting Tuesdays we've had in a very long time, because not only are we 24 hours away from a brand new episode of season 37, Spies, Lies, and Allies, which means we are here today for our super fast review preview to get us caught up and ready to go for tomorrow night's episode, but we're also merely a week away from being 48 hours away from All-Stars 2, episode 1, so... On today's podcast, we are going to follow our usual Tuesday format. First up, 90-second recap, everything that went down in episode 11, followed by our commentary on anything that happened in the between time. And then we will finish up with our preview and predictions for episode 12 tomorrow night. But I said all that before because our housekeeping notes for this week are as follows. That today, right now... uh, What you are listening to at this exact moment is the first of three podcasts this week and four total pieces of content coming your way from the Challenge Historian. This pod, first one, obviously, again, you're listening to it right now. Thank you. Then there will be tomorrow night after episode 12 of Spies, Lies, and Allies. We'll have our regular episode recap posting super duper late Wednesday night. First thing, Thursday morning, so it'll be ready for you right when you wake up, when you're on your way to work, on your morning walk, however you want to listen. It'll be there and available for you immediately Thursday morning. That's normal. But then later, that very same Thursday, two days from now, we will also have our All-Stars 2 preview extravaganza, breaking down every single cast member, every second of the trailer, all of our thoughts, all of our comments, all of our predictions, all of our smoking hot takes on who will win, who will look like a fool, everything interesting or entertaining to say about All-Stars 2, we will be saying it. Then, if that's not enough, if a third extra new bonus podcast isn't enough for you, on Sunday, a fourth and final piece of content coming This week will be that we are dropping our first ever YouTube-only challenge-related video, this one being our pitch to the fine folks of Paramount, Buna Murray, MTV, whoever runs this ship at this point, for the greatest season of the challenge there could ever be. Lots of people with a lot of critiques of the show these last few seasons, myself sometimes among them. So let me help fix a few things about this glorious franchise and take it to all new, brand new, never before seen heights with the best possible season that there could ever be. So that will be on YouTube on Sunday. I don't know what time, sometime Sunday. So follow Challenge Historian, our page on YouTube. You can subscribe. You won't miss this one or any future videos. If you are someone who would rather watch podcasts than listen to them, you can also watch any of these podcasts if you like. Just seeing me say all these words into a microphone with all my wonderful challenge pictures back on the wall behind me. I will be sharing the links to that video, all these podcasts via our Instagram page. So as always, at Challenge Historian on Instagram, follow along there and follow along everywhere so that you don't miss a thing. And finally, since this week begins our double dip into Spies, Lies, and Allies and All-Stars 2, also should be noted that this is going to be the last Tuesday review preview pod solely dedicated to Spies, Lies, and Allies. You thought I was about to say the last Tuesday review preview pod. You were wrong. Hopefully you didn't think that. Because no, we will be coming with three pods a week from now on for the next however many, I can't do math right now, but five weeks, six weeks that these shows overlap. 
but we will continue to do the Tuesday review preview, but they will be a double review preview, one right after the other. Spies, Lies, and Allies first, All-Stars two second, and then kind of slowly transform the whole Tuesday show into a more and more of a kind of challenge universe catch-up podcast, if you will. So be ready for that. We will be doing both shows in one Tuesday review prod will get you ready for the whole week's worth of amazing challenge content that you will be seeing on your television screens and other devices. So, all right, plenty enough self-promotion for one day. Let's get to the actual reason we are here. And before we do the final, final uh, housekeeping note, kind of separate note, you might have noticed by now that my regular, regularly nasally voice is a little extra nasally this week, is a little extra not the best to listen to in your headphones, so I apologize for that. A little bit under the weather, but not going to let that stop us from doing these podcasts. Um, so if you hear me uh, you know, having to take a few extra drinks of water during this or anything like that, it's just to try to get this these vocal cords through these podcasts as best we can. And if you happen to be someone that is watching this, on YouTube and you notice that it looks like I got punched in the nose repeatedly, got some, you know, ran into CT in a hall brawl or something last night. Uh, that is not the case. I wish I could say something really cool or badass why my nose looks uh, like I kind of have like black eyes forming on either side of it. That would just be because of breathing strips being worn at night right now for the nasally nose and voice that we just mentioned. So that's why it sounds like it does. Sorry about that. Hope it will be much better before we record all those other podcasts and videos this week, but we will see. Anyways, we're off to our 90-second review. Let's kick things off with that. I don't know that I have been more confident in doing one of these recaps in 90 seconds as I've been with this one we're about to do, which would, in my mind, we're on a one-week-in-a-row streak of actually doing this in 90 seconds, but if you tuned in last week, you, you might have remembered that we filmed last week's episode twice because the first one, technical issues, sound quality issues, all kinds of issues, had to do it again, had to do the recap again. First time that no one ever heard that was to the scrap bin of history was under 90 seconds. The official one that went on the record on the podcast was a little over. So we've still only done this technically, I think, twice out of 11 episodes, but we're going to get it this time. So here we go, putting 90 seconds on the clock. Guarantee we're going to get this one. We won't even need the full 90. Everything that happened on last week's episode 11, the 500th episode of the challenge in history, but the 11th of the season. Here we go. Three, two, one, and go. Nelson is mad at Kyle for taking his spot on Sapphire. They put their foreheads against each other and yell at each other, and then it's all over very quickly. Nelson apologizes to the whole group. Everyone in the house gets a workout in. Uh, Big T floats in the pool, and CT convinces Emmy that he needs her to go into elimination again to join his team and make his team better. Daily challenge called Brush Contact, Round Robin, Geysers, Guys and Girls versus Girls, transporting the money bags past each other, football style. You can tackle each other. Emerald team wins easy thanks to the dominance of their women, and they are the agency once again, third time in a row. Bettina and Emmy know they are going in, probably. Both ask Emerald to pick them so that they can be the one to pick who they go against. Amanda knows that she is on Bettina's radar, so she tells Emerald that if she ends up in the lair, she will win and then join Emerald's team. That puts it over the top for Emerald to pick Emmy, knowing she she will call out Bettina and keep their team safe. Layer comes. Emmy does call out Bettina. They play a game where you swing a big missile using a rope and ram it into five targets. Emmy wins five to nothing. Bettina is sent home, and Emmy replaces Amanda on Sapphire Cell, who now only has four people to Ruby's five and Emerald six. And that 
is where the episode ends. And that only took 70 seconds. Man. All right. So not as plot-heavy, action-packed of an episode last week. The Daily Challenge did take up a big chunk of uh, kind of of it, and it really was, in the end, all kind of uneventful because the women of Emerald dominated to such a degree that it really nothing else really mattered. And also, they had more people than everyone else, which still seems to matter a lot. Anyways, that's your recap. Now let's move to the between time and talk about anything we've learned since then. On to a very lively episode of The Challenge Aftermath, uh, celebrating the 500th episode of The Challenge. They had special guest Darrell there with Tori and Nani and Devin and Josh and then Kyle and Emmy calling in. And of course, the wonderful Devin Simone hosting. If you're not watching The Challenge Aftermath and you like The Challenge, if you're listening to a podcast like this, I would assume that you do. You should be watching it on YouTube. Another good episode. couple things to note from this episode in it. Uh, the most kind of noteworthy thing for the season going forward is that Devin, uh, cast member male Devin, not wonderful host Devin Simone, cast member Devin, Devin Walker, reveals that Emerald and Sapphire are working together in what he calls the Aquamarine Alliance, which is definitely a name that only Devin uses uh, to make himself continually try to sound smarter than everyone else there. Um, We love you, Devin. Thank you for doing everything that you do to make this show wonderful. Um, But he reveals they are working together and that one of Emerald's goals, kind of Sapphire's goals too, potentially, was to keep Big T and Amanda each on separate teams as kind of an anchor, in his words, of their team. So in that, my mind, that means to me, that one, it's more of just Emeralds kind of ordering Sapphire around a little bit. And two, it's not Sapphire. It's maybe just CT that Devin is kind of working with or that Emerald is kind of working with. But either way, it is very interesting that the two of those teams are kind of not only just looking, had been looking at the Ruby team as like a little bit of a layup team, which was completely unfair, even if they did have a chance to win the last two dailies and kind of blow it in ridiculous ways. But regardless, um, they were kind of looking at that team as like the target and we work together to try to keep ourselves whole or potentially again, I think when he says Sapphire, he more or less just means CT and maybe Ashley is involved in those discussions as well. But that was interesting to note. We'll see if that continues moving forward or if this week is finally the week that anyone says anything about maybe we should get CT out of here. It's a guy's week coming up. Devin and Josh are the only ones who have ever mentioned this whole season that they should probably get him out before the final or at least try to because he's going to walk away with the final if they let him. Maybe they don't feel that way now that they're in teams and think they're going to run the final in teams. Who knows? But that was interesting point number one. Second thing, and everything I'm about to say is nothing against Emmy, who I think is great and wonderful and very impressive in her 3-0 record in the eliminations and is probably the rookie of the year, even with my Ed bias notwithstanding. But the love fest for Emmy on this episode of Aftermath and really this whole season and all the episodes of Aftermath that she's been a part of or featured on is just so over the top. And again, I'm not I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm not saying anything negative about Emmy. I'm just saying it was literally noteworthy how over the top profusive everyone there was in their love for Emmy to the point where I was starting to take notes. And when the first person starts to talk to say something nice about her, I'm just, you know, right down, you know, someone says something nice about Emmy, nothing, nothing abnormal there. And then it just kept going and going where I was like, all right, this is actually getting a little odd that like 
every one of you feels the need to just say how amazing Emmy is. And again, can't say it enough. I think Emmy is amazing. Uh, she's been very fun on this season. Very impressive 3 0 record. Well, two very impressive, one very, very impressive elimination win, one pretty impressive elimination win, the first one with Ed, team one. And then this one, yeah, a bit of a, a walk over elimination, but hey, a win's a win. She's 3 0. That's awesome. That's amazing. It's just wild how. I don't know, like they, they feel the need to like drill into us that Emmy is, you know, uh, the greatest thing since CT on the show or something. And uh, yeah, I just find it interesting. We can guarantee that we're going to see Emmy a bunch more in future challenges, I would assume, after all of this. Then <clears throat> final note from Aftermath is Darrell, who is the the guest of the episode. He's brought in as the extra guest to celebrate the 500th episode, has the cake with him. And in not a great look for the regular cast, Darrell is easily the best part of Aftermath. If you've listened to the show the last few weeks, you know I've been talking at length at times about the whole kind of rift between all-stars over here, regular seasons over here, and how everyone feels about them. Not a good look for the regular show when uh, Darrell moonlights onto the Aftermath for the regular show and is easily the most fun part of it. Um, but he's part uh, fun for two standout moments. The first one, he just randomly throws Emmy some shade or not really shade to Emmy starts his love for Michaela just out of nowhere. Everyone's kind of like praising Emmy and then Darrell, maybe it's the edit. Maybe there was more to it, but he just throws in there. Hey, I just want to say Michaela, if she's brought back, she'd wipe the floor with all y'all. And then Emmy takes his like shots directly at her. They go at each other back and forth. And Darrell's just like, yeah, I don't know, man, Emmy would smoke you or Michaela would smoke you. And it's very random. It seems to have no purpose other than a, a few minutes later, he like apologizes to her to some degree. or just says, hey, like not an apology, but like I'm just messing with you because I'm just wanted to mess with you. Like no, no hard feelings here. Um, but it's just him being fun um, and knowing what's fun about doing these shows. So that was hilarious. And then also he brings up the most insightful thing of the whole show. And that is when they're discussing rookies and things that have changed in 500 episodes of the challenge. He mentions something CT told him a long time ago as they started bringing in players from Big Brother and other shows, and that was that the belief that the two of them then shared that a Big Brother or a Survivor player coming into the challenge house is not a rookie the way rookies used to be rookies. Rookies used to be dumb and ignorant to everything that how everything worked in the challenge house and have no idea how to do the politics or the social game. And now these big brother and survivor players, they come in, they're not rookies to them. Right? That's pretty much how he says is these rookies ain't rookies anymore because they have this, this a talent and ability in the political and social game from these other shows. So just because it's their first time on this show doesn't mean it's their first time doing something like this like it used to be. thought that was very insightful and interesting and definitely is one of the kind of one of the most interesting subtle changes to the show over the years and even if it didn't manifest this season where we saw rookies you know 19 rookies and they get wiped out in a fashion we've rarely ever seen before how dominant the vets were versus the rookies it still played out that the rookies at least some of them had an idea of what the heck was going on because of that background in other games or just because they've gotten to watch this game so much whereas previously be like people come on you know, fresh meat one and two, these people are coming in having no idea what's going on. They have barely watched the show if they even knew about the show. So thought that was an interesting thing from Darrell to point out. Now, that's everything for Aftermath. Let's also talk about the between time then. 
and three things to note. Uh, the first one is um, is a very sad note, um, but we do want to send our respect and our thoughts and prayers to Nani, whose mother passed away this week. So prayers to her and her family. Challenge Community loses another a wonderful person um, in Nani's mother. So thoughts and prayers with her. It's been wonderful to see the whole community's you know support for the family through this very very difficult time. So that occurred. Uh, that was super sad to see prayers to them. The second thing uh, of note from the between time is it came out, Bettina, who we just saw get eliminated from the show, came out once it was, you know, the show aired and she it was public that she would was leaving the show at this time. She was able to reveal that when she got home from filming right after she left, she found out rather quickly that she was pregnant and that she had been pregnant the whole time she was filming the show and she didn't know it until she got back off the show and at home and that she had been eliminated at the exact right time for her to then do what she chose to do with that situation. Um, and it was just fascinating to find for the second season in a row, there was someone competing while pregnant last season. We had Natalie who was doing the same and actually had to leave the show because of the pregnancy. She found out during the filming. would love to see Natalie back on the show, by the way. Um, but Bettina, Unknowns to her, films the whole season while being in the very early stages of pregnancy and got sent home right at the right time to learn about that um, before, I mean, who knows? It might have been, you know, she was in a very physical daily challenge right before she was just eliminated. So, um, you know, interesting thing to note and came out right after she, of course, had to wait till she's eliminated from the show to share something like that because it dealt with what, when she got eliminated from the show. But that came out, the third and final thing, is then the reunion. We They filmed the reunion. They all went over, not all of them, but about 20, I think it was 20 cast members, went to Amsterdam, I think it was, and filmed the reunion over the course of two days. And we saw all of them sharing everything on their Instagrams. They then had a big Halloween party together over there in, again, I believe it was Amsterdam. Um, not sure why it was filmed in Amsterdam. I don't know if that's where they're filming All-Stars 3, and it just worked to have like some cross you know, the production in one spot to do both those things at once. Uh, otherwise, it seems just kind of odd just to be like, let's just all go to Amsterdam for a weekend, do this. But that was filmed. So we will be getting what I assume if they filmed it over two days is definitely a two-part reunion. Unknown who the host is yet. I don't think that was revealed, but it better be Devin. Simone, not Walker. Although, you know, it'd be kind of if they had to pick a cast member, Devin Walker would probably be the best cast current cast member to pick of do it. But Devin Simone hopefully is the host or has something to do with the reunion show. But that was filmed, and that's it from the between time. Really, anything of note. So let's move into our preview and predictions for tomorrow night's episode 12. Two things to note before we do our preview of tomorrow night's episode. 13 is that I know I have now been saying episode 11 and 12 when I've met 12 and 13 multiple times on this podcast. So uh, if you're keeping score at home, that's Jacob with a bunch of mistakes. You can just put all those tallies down. But other thing I will say is also I know that the voice is getting worse and worse the longer this podcast goes. So for those of you sticking in there with me and dealing with that, thank you. Thank you very much. We will now do our preview and predictions for tomorrow night's episode 13. And with our preview, we will do, for the third week in a row, we are going to keep our new format that we like quite a lot. What am I hoping for? What am I expecting? And what am I 
predicting for tomorrow night's episode 13, what I am hoping for. It is a guy's week. It's not what I'm hoping for. That's what I know, I guess, because it's a guy's week. It was just a women's week, and the preview tells us nothing funky doesn't seem to be going down. It's a, it's a guy's week. So what I'm hoping for is someone to threaten CT. Let's let's give the guy, a, let's make him work a little bit for this. Let's not just let him have another title. He's amazing. I love him. He's the greatest character in reality television history, bar none. He might be the greatest challenger in the history of the game. I love CT. I love, 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 love CT. But I would I also like to see to see to see to see CT to see CT. That's how you say those that word and name back to back. To see CT threatened in any way or have to work in any way for this eventual undoubtedly coming down the line victory that he is going to have. So I am hoping that a Devin and Josh maybe re rehash the whole, hey, should we maybe try to get CT out before the final? Maybe they bring that back up. Maybe someone else does. Maybe Nelson and Corey over on Ruby are like, yo, we've been to some finals. We've never won. We've got, uh, let's see, Nelson, yes, his final invasion, CT won. Corey's been to a few finals, um, but most recently, Total Madness, or not, excuse me, most recently, Double Agents. He was also in Total Madness. He's on a hot streak here, Corey. But most recently, Double Agents where CT won. So maybe those two over on Team Ruby are like, yo, hey, Emerald Team. Maybe you want to ditch Aquamarine, and I don't know what Ruby and Green makes, but uh, with New Alliance, let's get CT out Alliance and not lose to him in a final. How about that? So hoping for someone to threaten CT. What I'm expecting is a bunch of fighting over who will face Logan in the lair. Um, I'm expecting that Logan's going in. Uh, and I guess I, I'm saying that because, as we'll get to, I'm predicting that Emerald wins the daily challenge again. So Emmanuel is safe from being going into the lair, and that means only rookie left, if that is the case, is Logan. I'm guessing Logan's going in, and I'm guessing is a fight over who gets has to go against him. Has to, not gets to, because not a layup, Logan. So uh, over who has to and doesn't want to. That's what I'm expecting. What I am predicting. On to the predictions themselves. Last week... We finally had a positive week. We went two for three. We said Emerald Cell would win the daily again. That was correct. We said Emmy would go into elimination. That was correct. We said Emerald Cell would be infiltrated, and that was wrong. Should have saw that one coming, too. We were confident Emmy was going in. Probably should have been confident Emmy was coming back and wanting to go with Uncle CT. Should have saw that one. Should have went three for three. But nonetheless, two for three, better than we had been doing for a long time. Now on the season, 12 and a half out of 28. We are on the brink. If we could go three for three this week, we could get back above 500%, 50%, 500% record, batting average, whatever you want to call it, back above above 500. So we got to go three for three this week, and we're going to because here are our three predictions for tomorrow night's episode 13. Number one, Emerald Cell wins the daily again. And this one pains me to admit, but I think uh, the, the preview we saw um, has that the daily challenges? They're in the water. They're untangling a rope from underwater that's tied around something, and they have to kind of untangle it as a team. That's what we've seen so far, and it seems to me like yet another challenge that having more people is going to be a significant advantage. And Sapphire has four, and Ruby has five, and Emerald has six. So I'm going with Emerald wins the daily again, four for four. I will then say, because I think Emerald is the one that's going to win the Daily Challenge, I think Logan is going into the elimination, as we said before. If under the 
the circumstances of Emerald winning, the only rookie available, Logan, will end up in the elimination one way or the other. And third and finally, I am saying this time I believe it and it will happen. I know it's going to happen. They're not going to just keep letting them get off the hook like this. Emerald Cell will be infiltrated. Finally, someone will actually go in and break up that group to some degree or join that group to some degree. Um, that's the prediction. I guess I would say they're going to take a Manuel's spot. Maybe they take Devin or Josh's, though, make things a little more interesting. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, so Emerald Cell wins daily. Logan will go into the elimination, and Emerald Cell will be infiltrated. Those are three predictions for this week. And with that, that is our preview, our predictions, and our whole review preview of episode 12 and 13. We've got you set up for tomorrow night. And one more time before we get out of here, we will say... We did a lot of self-promotion earlier, but we'll say it one more time. Tomorrow night, after episode 13 airs, we will do our regular recap podcast. That'll be up in your feeds super late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, first thing when you wake up. It'll be there for you to listen to at your convenience. Then, later that Thursday, All-Stars 2 preview extravaganza. That will be coming out sometime Thursday. We'll be recording that. Thursday morning, late morning, I'll be sleeping in after being up late Wednesday night. We'll film it sometime Thursday morning. That'll be up probably Thursday afternoon or evening. Give you a full week to get prepared for All-Stars 2, which will debut a week later when we will be then be doing recap pods of that as well on top of our Spies, Lies, and Allies recap pods. And then on this Sunday, six days from now, we will also have the first YouTube-only Challenge Historian video breaking down our pitch to the wonderful people at Buna Murray and Paramount for the greatest season of the challenge that there could ever be, ever, ever, ever. It's that good. So follow on YouTube, Challenge Historian. Follow on Instagram, at Challenge Historian. Subscribe, rate, review, follow this podcast wherever you may be listening to it so you don't miss any of this white-hot content coming your way all week long. We're ramping things up here slowly but surely at Challenge Historian. A lot, a lot, a lot to come in the very near future. So with that, thank you so much for being here and listening today. I hope you enjoyed tomorrow night's episode. I hope it's a banger. I'm thinking we're going to get a good one. We've had a couple really good ones in the last four or five. Last week's lacking a little, but I felt like it's just really setting up a really good a really good run of an episode, two, three, four episode run here. Now that we've kind of got some of the, we're going to get more into the dramatics. Now with all the rookies kind of completely out, it's going to have to be vets. There's going to have to be new alliances. We're going to get some dramatics. We're going to get some fireworks. Hopefully, we get some great eliminations, all of that. So thanks for being here. Love every single one of you. We will talk to you again uh, multiple times coming up this week. Until then, peace. Peace.